The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Today's show is brought to you by paintyourlife.com. Text the word cognitive to 64,000 for 20% off your painting and free shipping. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome at This is episode 610, Cecil! Yeah. It's a big day. Is it? Happy anniversary. Oh, it is. Happy insurrectionversary. We are recording this on 1-6. We are. 22, which is exactly one year ago that violent conspiracy theorists <laughs> broke into the fucking, the fucking Capitol building. Yeah. Digging for papers for Nancy Pelosi. There gotta be here somewhere, There's Tom. gotta be something there we can be find. Something. There's gotta be something in there. Yeah. Uh, remember that wonderful day where... On the Capitol steps, they erected a gallows. Gallows. Yeah. To hang the vice president. Hang Mike Prince. For doing his constitutional. They literally duty. said out loud. Yeah. Well, only Multiple when they times. were chanting. Multiple times. Uh, and I think this is a quote. Hang Mike Pence. And then they were gonna hang Mike. Then they Pence. were gonna they were gonna kill they were gonna kill Pelosi. Well, they right. didn't say that. They no. just they eerily they called eerily out called her, name her name as they yeah. stalked the hallways. No, you're right, yeah. Tom. You're right, Tom. I'm overreacting. I, <laughs> You beat one cop to death. You know, come on. And everybody's all one, worked out. First one's a gimme. <laughs> first one's Holy a gimme. shit, yeah, man. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's crazy. Uh, you know, you turned me on to something this week. I don't know. Fans of our show may also be fans of the New York Times Daily Podcast. The Daily Podcast, hit or miss sometimes. Uh, depends on the topic, of yep. course. Um, sometimes they are very... I feel like sometimes they they are off. They they miss the mark. But this time I think was really interesting. They first the first daily this week. It's a three parter on the insurrection, and the first one was a guy, oh a voice God. actor, uh, three voice actors, boy, basically reading the script of a guy who's being interrogated by the FBI who was caught. He actually right. turned himself in after the insurrection. He turned himself in. He was eventually sentenced to three months, maybe in jail or three probation. whole months. Man, doesn't matter. In any case, he got three months in jail. He lost his job. He might have lost his kid. I don't know. Um, but he—that's his big sad story. Yeah, he got the big boo hoos. Is what he, he got, got. A big sad story. Yeah, about how he wound up in the insurrection. His his story was essentially, 
I didn't have anything else going on that day. That's it felt dead. like it was historic. So I went down there. I didn't even know they were voting on anything that day. Oh I God. wandered in because the doors were open. It's actually kind of your fault the doors were open. Yeah, for real, he says and this. When I fell, a policeman accidentally fell near me and I kind of helped I was, him up. I was pushing him up. I, I helped wasn't him fighting. up. Right. I helped him up. Right. And that was his story that he told the FBI people. And the whole time I'm hearing this voice acted yeah. thing, I'm just like, you are such a fucking liar. <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's why I, I so God, I, I'm listening to the daily and I listen to it almost every day, especially like I usually will listen to the daily when I'm driving back or driving to dropping off my stepdaughter at school. So like, I'll miss it if she doesn't have school. Cause then my, my whole routine yeah. is off. Right. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm, I'm in the car and I'm listening to it. And I texted Cecil at a stoplight. So it's like, you gotta listen to this fucking thing. Cause it's making me so mad. Yeah. It was making me so mad because he's weaving this fucking tale of naivete. That is such fucking boiled Bullshit. It is absolutely the least plausible series of events. And that's how, through a series of unfortunate yep, events, yep. I lemony snicketed my way <laughs> I, into the Capitol. I, I went to the Capitol. I came out with two adopted kids. Right, I have no fuck? idea how that even happened. What is even happening? And now I've got to abuse them. <laughs> I've got to spend my whole life abusing these children. <laughs> this is your fault, I mean, Rotunda uh, police right. officers. This is on you. I got to live in a weird fucking Tim Burton house for the rest of my life. <laughs> Fucking A, man. I, I like, I seriously, I could not believe some of the shit this guy is. Yeah, yeah, they didn't really stop us from going in there. Yeah, I mean, that's, they tried. There was six of them, man. Soups, dupes hard, There was man. like six of them. Right. Like, what's what's crazy to me is the way he, he weaves his tail as if, you know, if the Capitol wasn't dressed so slutty, right. I wouldn't have entered it. Right. That's exactly, that's man. literally what he says. Just, there's and, I mean, and then he's like literally what he says. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's the it's same very sentiment. Similar, similar to what he's saying. Yeah. He's say, basically saying, look, the doors were open, and I thought that I thought the police officers were like, come on in there. There's a tour. There's a tour guide. There's right. a bus. They got those little handsets. They're gonna tell you about what pictures on the wall. It's so wildly incongruous to the video we saw of the event of the chaos and the violence and the pushing and the screaming and the shouting and the fucking pepper spray. Was that one guy getting shoved through a Play-Doh fun factory? Right. He's just getting smooshed. Yeah. He's just getting he's, smooshed the whole time he's, and he's screaming. It, that is actually the scariest Watching that is like, that gives me the fucking, like, Because grabbers. in the crush, he yeah. could he easily die. Oh, it's scary. He easily die. died. Yeah. And he could not move. And he's screaming. Yeah. And then the people who are pushing on him are, like, mocking him. Yeah. There, it is, there is an intense level of cruelty. And there is video of this guy, right? So the FBI is Oh, yeah, there's video of the guy who's on the daily. Right. The, the voice actor, they did a voice act. But the guy who's, they're He's got his own video. Transcript, he has his own video. And so the FBI's got, like, his cell phone video and his, like, social media posts and all this stuff. And so he's like, you know, at one point, the guy, the FBI is like, you know, at one point, like, you're telling the cops to retreat. He's like, no, no, no. I was telling the mob to retreat. You see, I was on the side of the police. I love the police. Yeah, yeah. And then video comes out from the, uh, more more video comes out that was found by some of the internet sleuths that are helping to find and name and identify the insurrectionists. Right. And at the, toward the end of this, so this guy weaves this 
totally impossible, yeah. improbable tale it's of wild princess bride level bullshit. It's fucking big fish of the capital. That's it essentially is. what Dude, it is. Dude, it is. It's big fish. It's fucking Forrest Gump, it's bro. It's big fish yeah. in the capital. At the end of it, there's going to be a funeral and everybody's going to tell you how much they love the yes. guy. Yes. And he caught the biggest fish in the world and he fought a giant yes. and he fucked a mermaid and that's how he that's got it. in the That's how I got into the capital that one day. <laughs> I, was, I was just minding my own business, fucking, fucking a mermaid. mermaid when <laughs> and then... Bam! There what? I am. I didn't know yeah. she had a magical <laughs> vagina that transported you to the rotunda of the Capitol. <laughs> I wouldn't enter her or the rotunda. <laughs> but like, but then the video surfaces of him like straight fighting the cop. Yeah, like fist fighting the cop. Right. Like, like there's a bell and right. a referee. And Mike Tyson runs in and bites his ear. And, and it happens like right before sentencing. Yeah. So right before <laughs> sentencing this video and the guy's like, all right, you got me on Fair that enough. one. Uh, you yeah. got, okay. Turns out I'm real sorry, more different, and then harder. The, then the judge, Tom, is like, okay, well, here's an extra month. Yeah, they, they was going to get the guy. The guy was originally going to get two months, two fucking months. They asked two for months. six. They asked for six. And then the daily, not knowing how to do math, said, well, they split the difference and gave him Thank three. you for saying that because <laughs> I, I like, I stared at my- Do you know what the difference is? <laughs> like, you know, you if you start at two and you're- End is six. The, the middle is not yeah, three. Yeah. <laughs> That's one away from your starting point. Just do the dots like they did when what you were in grade fuck? school. And you had to draw the line and there was a number line what? or whatever. The Seriously, number the daily. Oh, it's Seriously, they just split it. Why are these guys getting these fucking bullshit, hand-slappy hand bullshit? Sentences, Tom. It's so pathetic. And these people, you know... The way this guy plays it off, he makes it seem like I didn't have anything going on that day. I'm not really into politics. I don't really know anything about this stuff. I didn't know there was a vote going on. Bullshit. These people were whipped into a frenzy. That yeah. is such a, it's such a lie. It's such a lie. And you could tell from the very beginning. And then they followed it up with another daily podcast today. Now, we're recording this on one six, So they're doing another one tomorrow. And the one they're doing tomorrow, they're going to have another, uh, they're going to basically recap what happened in the in the year, I think. I'm not sure. But they talked to Liz Cheney yeah. on the day today's Daily. It's the second part of this. And Liz Cheney is completely under fire by her own party because she's the only one. She's literally the only Republican I can think of. There might be one Mitt more. Mitt Romney is still There's like one more. Strong. And then in the Senate, Mitt Romney, that are like, no, the president fucked up. The day, a couple days after, all the, a lot of Republicans, Mitch McConnell. Dude, I mean, yeah, we're going to talk about it on tonight's show. Yeah. There's a bunch of different Republicans that were all 100% fucking, he's wrong. He did the wrong thing. But Liz Cheney, you know, the only one, you know, like her dad, straight shooter. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> she she tells for, it to you right in the face. Right in the face. She tells it to you right yeah, in the face. Definitely. And then you have to apologize yeah. for it. <laughs> you better be sorry. <laughs> you better be sorry. But you know, like I when she say, tells you to go fetch that bird, you go get that you bird. Get that fucking you bird. You get that bird. You bring it back in your mouth. <laughs> you <bring it> <laughs> uh, How weird is it? What a what a world we are living in where I'm on the side of a Cheney. When I am on the side, when I when I am looking at right. my radio and Cecil, I'm thinking to myself, you know, the only one right now that has a consistent grasp on reality is a Cheney. And what's crazy is you hear her talk, and I still hate her. Yeah, she's right? horrible. Like, like when you hear her talk, she's like, oh, and the, and and what I really want to do is focus on how mm -hmm. Biden is destroying America and how the, the Republican, the Democratic policies are going to turn this nation, destroy this nation. I'm like, lady, didn't you fucking see what happened on the 6th? Your policies did that. Right. You guys created that monster. Yep. 
So don't don't come fucking crying to me when your fucking Frankenstein fucking monster fucks everything up. And now you come to me and you're like, oh, yeah, no, I want to make sure I protect. You know, you can't get, you can't have both. You can't have it both ways. I yep. still blame you for creating him. Absolutely. At least you're taking responsibility, though. And I'm OK with that if you'll take. But she's like the only one who's taking responsibility and she's going to lose her seat in Wyoming, man. I know, man. And and even and even that, like what she's trying to do is no true Scotsman. Donald Trump. Exactly. He's yeah. not a true Republic. Like, yeah. Because she, she wants her Republican Party, right? And what she really wants is a Republican Party that hasn't existed now for at least five, six, seven, yeah. eight years, right? So she wants a Republican Party that's fucking gone. And when you, and and you, you, you got to look at politics always in the context of today. I think when you try to transport politics into a context outside of the present, it's a fucking failure. Liz Cheney wants a, a right, a GOP, a Republican party that she can still feel good about. She wants her dad's GOP, man. But that GOP literally doesn't exist anymore because that it, the GOP is not a static thing. Yeah. It is a conglomeration of the assholes who identify that way yeah. today. Yeah. It makes no difference. It's why I can't stand this like liberal Democrat shit or all the rest of that nonsense. Like all of it is constantly being redefined. It is always redefined moment by moment, Congress by Congress, institution by institution. We There is no, there is no such thing. There is no definitional a priori Republican Party, which exists as a fucking shining plinth sure. for us it's all a, to compare it's ourselves to. It's not a platonic to. ideal. Right. It's not a, exactly. it's not a GOP in the sky that right. we all look to and say we want to be like that. You know, and it's also held together by the glue of Donald Trump. Yeah. I mean- Let's not forget that Donald 100%. Trump for years poisoned, he poisoned the well on so many different things. He poisoned the well on discourse. He poisoned the well on voting. He poisoned the well on a lot of things. And these guys have not dropped those, those, uh, those policies. Or none, we, of them. none of them. Not none of them. None of them. So they're all still touting the same lies and they call it, they're literally calling it in this fucking daily, the big lie. Yep. And and Liz Cheney is one of the few that is like, yeah, you know, I, uh, he did what he was supposed to do, which was take it to court, which I don't, I still disagree. I think like, especially when you hear those, those suits that were being brought in there, where they're like, there's fucking, nothing there, like written on the back of like a fucking, like a, like, like a Denny's placemat <laughs> or whatever. And they ran it in and it's in crayon. Okay, I got to the middle of the maze Sorry. and that means that I'm president but, now. <laughs> You have to crown me. You have to crown me a Burger King crown. <laughs> but it's just, it's just a fucking like, like they basically brought in all these bullshit, bullshit, and and different states are trying to sue other states. Like, like I don't agree with her when she said in in this daily where she essentially says they went through all the right channels. They didn't. They tried to game the system is what they, they tried, tried to do really hard, and to it game didn't the fucking work, right? Because there wasn't any of there, there wasn't any of that. Like, look, we can either do the electoral college where it's it's handled by the states, which is what we did. And all the states came back with like pretty immaculate audits after the fact. Yep. So we can either do that or we could do popular vote because guess what, dude? You lost fucking both of them, man. You lost bad. You lost both of them. Yep. So either fucking way. You want to do popular? Let's do popular. You want to do it the other? Because we can just forget about the states altogether and just do popular. I'm down. Let's do it. I'm fucking down. But the thing is what they want is they wanted to go back and do it the, the House of Representatives way. Yep. And if they do it the House of Representatives way, they would have got Donald Trump in office because if they would have got it back to the House of Representatives. Then they, the House would have done what? Because even though they controlled the house, they still wouldn't have had the ability to flip those states 
that would have given him right. those electoral votes because they do it a weird, this gets like a weird fucking Archaic risk board thing, yeah. thing they have to do. I don't even know. <laughs> they, have to, they have to order, they have to tell mom to bring down egg rolls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but anyway, so in any case, the Liz Cheney and this other one were very interesting, but it is, you know, a year and nothing's happened. Dude, nothing like, and, and people are gonna say, oh, the investigation is still ongoing. It is. And Merrick Garland came out this week and Merrick Garland to his credit said, Look, whether you're there or not, we're not stopping. We're going to yeah. stop at any level. We'll prosecute at any level. The January 6th commission is moving fairly swiftly. Yeah. Like they are by all, by all accounts, they are moving fairly swiftly. And there are like new revelations coming out all the time. All so the, the texts and things. Yeah, yeah. They're coming out like crazy. So. so let's, let's talk about this story from the Huffington post a year later, GOP lawmakers still won't say if Joe Biden is actually president. So 147 Republican lawmakers yeah. voted to overturn the will of the American people in a democracy. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. The, the American people in a democracy fucking showed up to vote and 147 Republicans said, we don't give a shit about democracy. We just want our power to be in. We in, just want to ensconce. Right. We want to yeah. ensconce exactly. this guy that we have already had in power, we want him to stay in power. No. Even though he lost the popular vote by more Millions. margin than most than most people no. lose, and he also lost the uh, no. electoral college by a large margin, no. he still lost both, and, and 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 he failed. And they still wanted to basically throw out. They wanted a do over. They wanted a do over no. for the entire democracy. Yeah, I I'll pull it. I'll. I'll accept the president, the president when I pull it out of the hat and it's not a practice That's exactly or it. a Biden. That's what they wanted. It's yeah. not a Biden. Yeah. My favorite part of this is when they asked Ted Cruz the question, they said, is, is Donald Trump, is, is Biden the president? And they said in this, I want to read it. It says, Cruz, this is, this is what the HuffPost said. Say, so wouldn't answer the question. And he got in the elevator. This is said, great. Cruz stood in the ele uh, Senate elevator as he spoke and the doors weren't closing for some reason. HuffPost pressed him on why he wouldn't answer the question himself because he did refer them to his own office. He said, right. I refer you to my office for this. He said they, they pushed him on why they couldn't answer the question since uh, himself since it was about his, his own belief. For the next seven seconds, Cruz stared blankly in silence until the doors finally <laughs> closed. It's because he's waiting to get fucking instructions from the mothership. There's a uh -huh. delay. Yeah. There's a there's a slight delay. Light speed isn't instantaneous. And it's far enough away yep. where there's a little bit of a delay. Seven seconds isn't Dude, that much. Every time you get in an elevator, you lose reception. Well, exactly. So what happens is Ted yeah. Cruz gets in the elevator yeah. and his fucking reception turns off. <laughs> it's weird. And he's just on hold until the elevator opens back up again. He's just got to wait. He's got to wait. And he, and he actually freezes in place. He doesn't, <laughs> he, like his arms are up. His arms stay up the whole time. Mouth and still like, like a fucking old Twilight Zone where people are pretending <laughs> to be mannequins. He's standing there. And then finally, when the doors open, then he starts moving again. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm sorry about that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I was stuck I was, in stasis. Sorry, I was I was fumbling with being a humanoid. My apologies. <laughs> I have been reanimated. <laughs> Pay no attention to my brief stasis. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but, you know, they played around here. They, they really did fuck around, and we're going to find out, I think, over the next several years. I don't think, I think they've essentially poisoned the well of democracy. Because I think in the next couple of elections... Everybody's oh, going to be, gonna be doing the same thing. They're going to be saying the same thing. Doesn't matter who wins. People are going to say the election was rigged. I think at this point, we're at this place where, and 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 they did it kind of at the right time, if you think about it, when 
they're going to be passing all this gerrymandered bullshit. Yeah. And you, now, if you co go and say, well, that they fucking gerrymandered this district beyond belief. Now there's no way we're going to win. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, you were. Yeah, that, that's, that's yeah, voter, oh, yeah. it's voter fraud. Right. Is that what it is? Voter fraud. Well, it's only only matters when it happens to you. Yeah. And so it essentially they're just going to be able to wipe this away. And, you know, I, I mean, you, but that's, you can't poison the well on voting in, the, in a democracy. No, you can't. You can't because you, there's no takesies, backsies on that. Yeah. And we also have we, we now have a Congress, maybe not full, but full enough of trolls in charge man yeah like we we are we've entered a new phase of politics where trolling is now a like a methodology or almost a party yeah. almost a political party you've got you've got this whole group of you know Marjorie Taylor Greens and Lauren Boberts and Madison Cawthorns and Matt they, Gates Matt Gates and like there's and and Tommy Tuber or whatever fucking guy's name is <laughs> Or what is his fucking name? Tuberville. It's, there you go. It's, it's not Tuberville though, because we call him Tuberville, but it's something that's like Tuberville. It's hey, even it's worse. Tuberville. It's even worse yeah. than Tuberville. <laughs> it's Tuberville, which is worse. You've got that whole bag it's of assholes. Where you buy discount bats <laughs> at Tuberville. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome down to Tommy's Discount Tuberville. Come Tuberville's. on down to Tuberville. <laughs> <laughs> It's Tuberville and Tuberville. We got tubs. We got tubers. We got anything you want. You can grow tubber tubers in your tubs. <laughs> he's just he's just screaming at a microphone, spraying himself with a shower spray. <laughs> Tuberville, come on down to Tuberville. Tuberville, you get it. Tuberville. Oh, somehow I'm in Congress. <laughs> No kidding, man. What the fuck? God damn. Well, MTG got taken off Twitter this week. She did? Oh, yeah. And so that actually, that's that's a, you know, it's kind of a big story. You know, it's not anything we were planning on talking but, about, but yeah. it is. Her personal account got her taken personal, down. Yeah, her but personal her, her, like, professional account hasn't yet been taken down. But that's but it she, will. But she was spreading COVID misinformation, yeah. and you deserve it. Like, you just, I'm sorry, you deserve it. You just yeah. deserve it. That's not a place. We, we are too lenient. When it comes to things like this, when it comes to this story, this story about Ted Cruz, who yep. just won't, who won't be put on the spot to say a true thing, right? He will, he won't be let, he won't let you ask him this true, que this question on, on a very simple answer. Is Biden the president or not? Refer to my office. We let these people get away we with do. lying. We let them get away with lying and then lying again and then lying again and obfuscating the truth and avoiding the question. And then we let these people get away with, when it comes to with public health, we let them get away with, you know, subvert how many congress people have subverted public health crews included oh, I know. throughout this entire pandemic my name is mccoy i'm a doctor what am i a doctor or a moon shuttle conductor i'm a doctor not a bricklayer i'm a surgeon not a psychiatrist look i'm a doctor not an escalator spock give me a hand i'm a doctor not a mechanic i'm a doctor not an engineer i'm a doctor not a coal miner keep saying that. Are you a doctor, aren't you? I don't know. So I thought this was, this was great. This is from the uh, FFRF, the Freedom From Religion Foundation. Retract dangerous anti-vax religious advice. So I want to read what Senator Ron Johnson, and, and, and to be clear, Senator Ron Johnson is from Wisconsin. He gets a lot of credibility because he's got a doctor in front of his name. He's a fucking eye doctor. Okay. All right. Like, so like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being an sure. eye doctor, but I'm saying that he's not an epidemiologist. Sure. Right. There isn't an epi There is not an epidemiologist in Congress right. that, I'm, that I know of. Yeah. So 
like, you know, we specialize. I have learned over the past fucking year the hard way that like, if you don't go to a specialist, like you're not talking to somebody who knows what they're fucking talking about. Yeah. Like adjacent, adjacent expertise is not relevant. It's mm -hmm. just not. You wouldn't go to a cardiologist to get your kidneys looked sure. at. Yeah. So you don't go to a fucking eye doctor to ask them about the fucking epidemic, right? right? So here's what Senator Ron Johnson uh, had to say. On Monday, January 30, appeared on the Vicki McKenna show. And after downplaying COVID-19, asked listeners, why do we think that we can create something better than God in terms of combating disease? What the fuck? So he's talking about the vaccination versus natural immunity, right? Well, motherfucker, here's the thing. Here's the reason we think we can do that. One, uh, because vaccination is better than natural yeah, immunity. It's better. It's just better. Right? Yeah. And it's better in two ways. One, it's better because it creates a stronger antibody response and makes you less likely to be sick. But most importantly, you don't have to get sick in the you first place, to, you stupid motherfucker. You don't have to go through the actual sickness. Right. And you can get immune from it. What? It's, it's, it's superior in every way. Why not just let everybody have smallpox? Well, I mean, why even get rid of smallpox? What a we really should just let natural immunity take care of smallpox. Well, it doesn't. Well, and then and then just just the idea that you would say that and be a doctor. It's uh, why do you why would you prescribe someone eyeglasses then? Right. Why wouldn't you just let them see the way God intended them to see it? If they walk into a wall, that's on them. Dude, why have that's doctors a blessing at all? Yeah, the right. Lord. The Lord wanted you to be a, a fucking boss-eyed asshole. Like just <laughs> the, what? The, the Lord is what is. I mean, why have a band-aid? Right. Why even make a band-aid? Why clean a wound? Why do any of that? Right. Yeah. Why, why do move at all? Yeah. Just like the Lord should provide. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just yeah. going to fucking lay in a heap and hope that Jesus pours Doritos in my mouth. Why have cars? Why do I? I don't need cars. I have feet. I yep, have right. fucking feet to go wherever yep. I want. I don't need a plane. I can swim. I mean, these are the, this is the dumbest, dumbest argument. Yep. You use technology and other things to make your life better all the time. And, and even religious people would look at this guy and say, no, that's not like like the people that I know that would that would argue against this if they were religious would say something like God gave you the gifts to overcome this yeah. obstacle. You know what I mean? Like that would be their argument that they and even though yeah. I think I still think it's a bullshit, it's a bullshit argument, argument, right? It's better than what he said. Isn't it like a favorite refrain of the right to say some version of God helps those who help themselves? Right? Yeah. So how is it not that, well, we, uh, we built this fucking vaccine and it super duper works really great. Ah, you know what? Don't take that. Just get sick. Roll the dices on whether or not you're going to get better. Yeah. Roll the dices on whether or not the natural immunity even holds. Like, that's one of the crazy things is like, we're in the middle of Omicron, right? And Omicron's numbers are, are much more significant than any numbers we've seen by orders of magnitude at this point. And people are getting sick that had Delta. Where's their natural immunity? Well, the thing is like, you don't necessarily get natural immunity uh, just from being sick. You can get the same cold more than once. Yeah. Not everything works. Like that's a simplistic childlike view of how fucking disease works. And no epidemiologist recommends that. Yeah. Literally none yeah. of them are like, yeah. I don't know. Let's just hope that the next variant you have a natural immunity to. Well, you don't. You can get you like you can get you could get Delta, you could get Alpha, and then you could get fucking Omicron. Yeah. 
It's happening right sure. now. Yeah, it's like a salad bar. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a fucking bad fraternity that just keeps. <laughs> I just like we're like we're not even living in the same reality. Yeah. And and this this is a this is not somebody with little power. This is someone a senator. With, this is someone with immense political sway. This is someone who is one of a hundred people who make decisions in a a, a body of legislators that decide things for the entire nation. One of a hundred. He's he's one, this this motherfucker's 1% of the Senate. 1%, man. How outrageous is that? There's only two senators for all of Wisconsin. First of all, that's too, too many. Yeah, I know, right, yeah. We should get rid of the Senate. I really think, I honestly (laughs) believe- The Senate is the worst. The Senate is the worst. There's no reason for it. The Senate is the worst. Get the fuck rid of it. What a bad idea the Senate I feel like you just do what, do that. The House, it makes sense. Because the House is like, here's where the people are. The people make decisions for the nation, period. You, Iowa, get a say. You, Wyoming, you get a say. Get three people. Three people. Three people from there? That's a lot of people. That, that's that's half the it's that a is lot of people. 50% of the population of Wyoming. Genuinely, it's it's a larger population percentage than you would get in California by a lot, right? Those, those, a lot of those places that have those small percentages that send three people, their percentage of Right of power in the is body greater than per person yeah. is greater than some of these large population centers. Yeah. So you already have sway. You already are someone who has more sway than someone yeah. than is than just a single senator from Cal or a single congressperson from California. Get rid of it. Why do we need to? It just bogs everything down. And then if one of them is one way and one is the other way, nothing happens. It's all stacked in the Republicans' favor to slow progress. It's I know. All stacked in yep. their favor to slow progress. It's the worst. Hey, everybody. What better way to start your 2022 than with a lasting memory of 2021? Did you get to see friends and family last year? Maybe, maybe not. But what if I told you you could put them all into one big painting without actually having to interact with them? Well, I've got the solution for you. If you want to give or receive a truly meaningful gift, you've got to try PaintYourLife.com. Get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a truly affordable price. Send any picture of yourself, your children, family, a special place, or a cherished pet, or combine photos into one painting. With Paint Your Life's compilation portraits, you can bring together family members who never had a chance to meet, or create a portrait of the whole family without the need for everyone to be there for the family photo. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. You can order a custom-made hand painted portrait in less than five minutes. Quick and easy process. Get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. Meaningful, personal, and can be cherished forever. Makes the perfect gift for someone you love or for yourself. And while I did miss the annual nude figure painting that Gary insists on, (laughs) paintyourlife.com is a convenient alternative. At PaintYourLife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word COGNITIVE to 64000. That's COGNITIVE to 64000. Text COGNITIVE to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Where am I? This is the Great Hall of Judgment. Judgment? Oh, not to worry, Charlie. You'll go to heaven. All dogs go to heaven because unlike people, dogs are naturally good and loyal and kind. Huh. That's true. This story is fucking unreal. It's everywhere, and I can't even believe it. It's from LGBTQ Nation. Pope Francis denounces selfishness of adopting dogs instead of kids. I want to read what this fucking asshole says. Go ahead, Tom. 
Speaking at the Vatican this week, the Pope said that it is, quote, a denial of fatherhood and motherhood and diminishes us, takes away our humanity, end quote, to choose a dog or a cat over a human baby. <laughs> Civilization grows old without humanity because we lose the richness of fatherhood and motherhood and it is the country that suffers, he continued. Today, we see a form of selfishness. We see that some people do not want to have a child, he said. Sometimes they have one, and that's it. But they have dogs and cats that take the place of children. This may make people laugh, but it is a reality, he continued. He even brought up straight couples who cannot have biological children and suggested adoption. Having a child is always a risk, but there is more risk in not having a child, in denying paternity. No, there's not. There's no risk in that. What is the risk in that? I don't know. Don't you think that they should be embraced? Like, instead of rejecting this, I think the Catholic Church should embrace this. And this could be a new slogan. Groom dogs, not children. <laughs> I think that would be a better. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tip my mic over. <laughs> God damn. Oh, no. God but, damn. But seriously, they need they need young kids because it's so hard to entice somebody who's older. <laughs> what are you going to do? How are you going to entice a millennial? You got to pay off their student debt. Like, right. what do you do? Like, well, the thing is, like, they don't want altered dogs. Like, that's not. <laughs> That'd be not hot. That'd be adorable, though. Wouldn't that be super cute to have an altar dog that just comes <laughs> up adorable. and walks up? You know, because sometimes they'll have the dog bring the, the wedding rings up. Have you seen right. this? Yeah, like the yeah, golden yeah. retriever comes up and it's got him in his mouth. It's always a golden it's retriever, so, It's so fucking adorable. Could you imagine if they had a, a an altar dog comes up and he's got like a little basket of wafers <laughs> and he walks up and he hands Slobbering somebody. a little and bit in his like, And then there's like a couple of hamsters that drag the wine up. <laughs> like you could a whole like menagerie. It's like an arc full of animals. It'd be amazing. That's so amazing. Uh, such a you just reinvented a church I would go to. I know, right? I would, I would go, to, go that to church. The church of like, cute, adorbed animals. Yeah, exactly. It's like a fucking emotional support church. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they all have a vestment that says "Do not pet"? I know. <laughs> they really need one, though, don't they? Right? They really you put those one. on the fucking yeah, kids. Put those on the kids. Put those on the altar boys. Maybe the Pope and the Catholic Church shouldn't be calling for more kids to come. You know. <laughs> Like, it's a bad idea. A lot of this story is a bad idea. Everything out, about this story yeah, is a bad idea. I, I I recognize that this is this is not just a a popism, and this is this is certainly a Catholic churchism. Right? Yes, one of the right. reasons why, like, when I first met my wife, she was a Catholic, and one of the reasons why she's not a Catholic anymore is, you know, I think over the years, just you know, me and her talking about religion has made her think a lot more deeply about whether or not it's true, right? Sure, you know, right. having those conversations yeah. makes you wonder whether or not it's true. But another reason that she turned away from it, something that I talked about on the show when it happened, was they had, the the church had basically said, if you don't procreate, they, her priest literally told yeah. her, if you don't procreate, you guys should get your marriage annulled. Your marriage isn't worthwhile in the church because my wife was considering not having children. Right. She was like, I don't think I want to have children. And they said, you should just get your marriage annulled then. And she realized that, that what they want is a baby factory. What they want is they want to turn all women into baby factories yeah. and they don't want to listen to what they have to say about whether or not they want to have their own autonomy or they want to live. I don't, I don't begrudge of course, anybody for having children, have all the children you want, but I'm a child free guy and I'm very happily child free, right. like very happily child free. So, the idea that somebody outside is going to look inside of my life and make judgments on that. I mean, that's what the church is for. Right. Let's be honest. That's what the church is for. But yeah. like the idea that someone was going to do that, 
was really, that was too oppressive and that made her leave the church. So this is, this is something that they recognize they're not filling up like they used to. The, well, the, the numbers are going exactly down. It, the numbers are going yeah. down. And you also look at how, how many Americans become priests. There's a very, it's a very low number. It's like none. It's very, very low number. Yeah. And, um, and the same thing goes for nuns. Right. Nuns don't, there's very, there's very like few, none of them. Very none, very none. <laughs> there's few of them. And they don't, they, the, most of those, most of the people that are priests here in the United States or that are, that are young are coming from other countries. So that they're not refilling in that sense. Cause many of these seminaries closed down. They're just a hundred percent closed down. Oh yeah, man. And then now you're looking at fewer and fewer people in the pews. We're talking a couple of weeks ago about how the nuns is the biggest thing. And he's talking about what he wants is he, he does not talk. He's not talking about me. He doesn't no, care that I have a fucking right. cat or two cats. Yeah. He cares that the lady who comes to his church isn't shitting out kids and putting them there so that he can indoctrinate them. Right. Well, that's the thing is that for generations, it used to be that you gave one of your kids to the church. Yeah, you had to get, tie the kid. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So, you know, you have like 43 kids or something yeah. and like the one you like the least, you know, like you ship off to the church or whatever. And no one's doing that anymore because that's a garbage practice. Sure. And people, like there's so many reasons for it. Women have fucking birth control now. Yeah. So they're not just like constantly having kids. And to be frank, glad to get rid of a mouth to feed and hand it to the church because at some point, eight, nine, 10, fucking 11 kids is really fucking hard yeah. for a bunch of poor people to try to raise. That's a, that's a reality in many places. Sure, right? absolutely. So, but you know, when people become more prosperous, when women become more autonomous, when women have uh, bodily autonomy over the reproductive system, all of a sudden the church is out of priests, man. Yeah. Like, and of course they are. It's an outdated, outmoded, ridiculous sex ring organization. Yeah. Nobody's interested in it. No young people are like knocking down the fucking doors, super excited to go to Catholic fucking church. Well, and, and, and you're absolutely right. Like, like they've handled every single scandal the worst way possible yeah. throughout the entire history of the organization. They've handled every single scandal in a way that you, that is shameful. And so, you know, why would you want to go? I know Catholics. I know like hardcore Catholics that don't go to church anymore yeah. and they don't go to church anymore because of this stuff, because of, because of the scandal stuff that's happening, because more and more and more, you're finding out that these priests diddled kids and that's coming out more and more and more. And you're hearing about it. And, and, and it's not just, it's not just in one place. It's all over the world. It's an epidemic of sexual assault on children in the, in the Catholic church. Yep. And so these people that were hardcore Catholic their whole life, they're now like, I don't know that I, that's the same organization. Roll into that, the, the blatant misogyny of yep. the church, which devalues women's voices throughout, doesn't give them the same level of, of, uh, of care or or level of concern that they do the male voices and where do where do you go eventually you're an outdated system like you were great you're probably super great and killing it you know four or five hundred years ago yeah. but in the last hundred years it's been an absolute nosedive and it deservedly should be yep and like here's the thing man dogs and cats are easier oh my god they're super so much easy. easier super and easy. they don't like they're not a responsibility forever super easy that's all I'm saying. It's way better. Once in a while, you know, you got to clean up something. But I'll tell you what, a cat, when you bring it home, goes in a box. But that, day one. I, you, you, what do you got? Like five, four years before you could teach a kid? Three years before you could teach a kid to shit in the toilet? Like, I mean, come on. That's a long time. I've never changed a cat's diaper. 
Although it'd be pretty adorable, it admittedly. Because you'd have to have a hole for the tail. <laughs> It's like the hats for the donkeys with the holes for the ears. It you know? <laughs> also, like, I'll I'll consider this shit when all the fucking adopted kids are adopted. I know. I you know, know. I know. Like when when there are when there are no more fucking orphan kids, then like then let's talk about like maybe changing it. But like there's plenty of kids that like just don't have a fucking home. Sure. Yeah. The solution isn't like have more kids. Yeah, I wonder if you're an adoptive parent, if you can be like one of those people who yell at other people to have that have kids, like the people who yell at people who buy dogs or whatever. Oh. I, wonder, I wonder if you could have like a little... Oh, yeah. A little, uh, oh, why did you rescue? Why didn't you, res- why didn't why you, didn't rescue? you rescue a kid? <laughs> you should have rescued. Did you go to a shelter did for you that go kid? To a shelter for your kid. I've never seen you act. Oh, really? Uh... Ta-da! I've been lying the whole time! Oh! Good. You admitted it. Uh-uh. That was acting. What I just tried right there was acting. I said I was lying and that wasn't even true. That was acting. All right? So, ah, oh, you are... I'm so... I'm good. I am so... How are you feeling about all of what I'm doing? Did you like that? Did you, did you think that was good? Tell me I'm good. Tell me it was good. Tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm good. Tell me that was good. Tell me I'm 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 good. Thank you. What is happening? Sister comes from Huffington Post. GOP group calls out Trump's enablers in Congress by name in scathing Fox News ad. What I love about this ad the most is where it's being aired. This is being aired on Fox and Friends. Tucker Carlson and Hannity. And Hannity. And here's the ad. I'm going to play it uh, so you can hear it. The president bears responsibility for Wednesday's attack on Congress. President Trump is responsible. I just want to say that that was McCarthy who said that a second ago. Um, so you so you know right. that was McCarthy. And then you can hear uh, the turtle Mitch McConnell here talking. For provoking the events of a day. The president's language and rhetoric crossed a line and it was reckless. That was Kang the Conqueror. The president needs to understand that his actions were the problem, not the solution. This is the cost of... I I don't know who Representative Mike Gallagher is, but that's that's who's speaking right now. So the last... Last was Lindsey Graham right before that. Now this is Representative Mike Gallagher who's talking. I don't know Mike. Telling thousands of people that there is a legitimate shot of overturning the election. They told the truth. Why won't they now? Accountability.gop is the, is the what's on the screen now. And this is this is something we alluded to in the beginning, but really many people were talking out about. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but Mitt Romney the day of came back and he had written a speech and was just on fire attacking yep. Trump. And then the next day, Mitch McConnell went after Trump. Everybody went after Trump and then they changed their tune. Yeah, I think I think what they what these cowardly motherfuckers were and always do is they're always trying to read the room. Yeah. And they're trying to they're they're just shifting to wherever they think the wind is going to blow. You're right, you're right. So I think January 6th happened and they're like, "Holy shit, the people are not going to stand for that. We've got to condemn it. We got to get out here." You know, people are going to turn. This is going to be the thing. This is going to be the thing that breaks Trump. So let's make sure that we divorce ourselves from this chaos and this mess. And then when inexplicably it didn't have any effect on Trump. Yeah. Or his like popularity among the fucking 
credulous they, they, dipshits yeah. and the fucking brainwashed assholes who continue to fucking roll their fucking trucks around. Let's go brandoning their way through their lives. They read the room again yeah. and they checked the way the wind was blowing. And now they're just like, they're, and, but they're such fucking hypocritical these cowards. Are, these are human opinion polls. Yes. That's yes. what they just walk around. They have no real, they have no real convictions of their own. All they are trying to do is mimic the people around them. You know, and it's funny too, because in that, again, I'm going to refer to the beginning of the show when we we're talking about Liz Cheney, there's a part where they they play a tape of Matt Gates flying to Wyoming. And he flies to give a speech there for one of the people that are running against Liz Cheney yeah. in Wyoming. And he even said, how is she talking about the will of the people? She isn't, she isn't going for the will of the people. She's going for she's going for this other thing. And you're like, yeah, no, she's going for the rule of law. Right. Like there's, there's a difference. Like the will of the people up here is a garbage will. It's not a, it's not a real will. Yeah. It's a cult of personality will. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you're not, she's, how can she represent the people? She's a representative. And it's like, well, but look, if, if I'm just sitting in a room and everybody in that room walks in and says, water isn't wet and the sky isn't blue. Yeah. It does not change the fact that water is wet and the sky is fucking blue. Yep. Some things happened. Some things are true. Trying to, you can't, Trump has convinced a huge segment of the population, Cecil, that if you just say it enough Man, he, and forcefully yeah. that true things aren't true, yeah. that things that happened didn't occur, that, you know what I mean? He's And he, he did it. You saw it in the very beginning of his presidency. You saw it when he, declared that he had the biggest crowd that ever was. And he didn't, and he just kept saying it anyway. And then fucking Charlottesville happened. And he just tried to repaint that entire narrative and just, he yeah, just tried to say it. different mm. things like louder and more. Sure. And I think we're at this incredibly, and I don't want to overstate it, but I believe it. I think we are at this wildly existentially dangerous place in politics in our country's history, in our world's history, in our social history, where if we allow reality to become defined by the strength of the voices who scream it at us, yeah, yeah. we are fucked and we never get it back. We'll never be, we'll never be okay from that. And you gotta, gotta, the problem is, is that you can't, we don't have a way to silence liars. And when somebody lies, we need a way to stop them and be like, no, that's a lie. There's a difference between opinions, right? right? You can have those differences of opinions, but to say a lie, a blatant lie, you're like, no, the evidence says that's not true. So you can't say that anymore. You just yeah. can't say that. That's not a true thing. You cannot lie. And I don't know how to fix it. And what happened was, is that up until that point, there was a public shaming where people would be like, oh my God, can you believe that guy lied like that or, and, you know, you get called out on it and there's a book about yeah. shaming. It never affected Trump for a second. He never lost stride. He never looks back and he never pays attention to the people who are trying to shame him for lying. He was caught, what did they say? It was tens of thousands of lies he made while he was in office. He drew magic marker on a national weather survey map. <laughs> I know. He drew I magic know. marker just so he wouldn't be wrong. So his lie could be real. He's a liar, and the problem is, is that people like let let that happen, and the 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 right sees it works. They see that it yeah, works. Yeah. They see that it works, and they're not going to stop using it. Yeah, that's that's what I was talking about before. It's become this like political party or this political strategy where trolling has become. Yeah. I, I really think it's like 
it's an extension that is so fucking dangerous. Yeah. Like I can't think of anything, honestly, more dangerous. We look at how it shaped the pandemic. Yeah. Look at the fact that we still yeah. have a pandemic. Yeah. Look at how it shaped all of that. And it's and it's been it shaped the election. It shaped the pandemic. It shaped how people viewed the BLM marches. It yeah. shaped all that everything. Stuff. It shaped everything. And it's going to continue to do it. And I think the problem, you know, I think this is also tied into some problems with social media. So because social media amplifies those lies and it amplifies those lies over and over and over and over again. And, you know, there's been studies that show that the more you hear something, whether it's true or not, the more you believe it. Yep. And so, you know, you can run into some real problems amplifying those lies over and over and over again. And I don't know the, I don't know the, I don't know the best way out of it, but I know for sure that, you know, calling these people out in this, in this ad, this isn't going to do anything. I, I, I know, but it feels good. Yeah, it, it does. feels good. It does. I don't think this ad will do anything. I think a, we need a thousand ads like this. I think when, I think when somebody like Ted Cruz is sitting in front of a journalist and refuses to answer a question, the journalist just say, we don't need to have an interview anymore. You're dismissed. Yeah. The, you know, we should treat them. They should not get airtime if they're not going to be serious. If they're not going to get, if they're going to answer questions, they should be dismissed. I'm sorry. No, I'm not going to have you on anymore. Yeah. You remember when we had that crazy fucking Republican atheist lady? Yeah, yeah. And you hung up on her. I did. Yeah. Because she wasn't a serious person worth spending time. She with. was not a serious person. And she, that's why we blamed, hung up. She blamed on her. George Soros for signs or something. Right. And yeah. I was it like, was that's fucking stupid. Bonkers. You're an idiot. I hung up on you. Uh, journalism needs to hold people to account. Yeah. And if they refuse to be held to account, journalism needs to refuse to give them the time of day. Yeah. They should, they, you know, that's it. That's, I mean, that's it. You know, the Marjorie Taylor Greene thing we talked about earlier, like she got kicked off of Twitter on her personal account. I think that was intentional, right? She had five, she had five uh, strikes before she got kicked off. But she gets to keep her, she gets to keep her- uh, Congressional Congressional one. one, thank you. She loses her personal one. So what she gets is, she still gets access to Twitter whenever she wants it. And then she also gets to be somebody who gets to go to Telegram and Signal and be the martyr who and got kicked off of Twitter. Off, yeah. It's all winning for these people. Yeah. If truth is something that we are willing to sacrifice to a narrative of convenience, we are absolutely boned, man. Yeah. And like the institutions of power are our institutions of journalism. They're the Twitters, they're the Facebooks, they're the Fox News and the CNNs. They're ads like this, like, we need to keep showing people their own words. Yeah. And every time someone talks, like, I'm sorry, this is what you said. Yeah. If you don't address this, yeah. this interview's over. Yeah. Anything else, yeah. we're fucked. It's like I said last week, using that voter ID thing against, yeah. against the Republicans. If you say it enough and you keep saying, I wanted voter ID, even though you didn't want voter ID, which you wanted was a, what, what, what the, if I was a Democrat and I was pushing it, I would want something that would be like voter ID and name, but it would be so accommodating to everyone that there's no way a Republican would vote for it. And then I would just do say it over and over and over again that I wanted voter ID. I would make them, I would do exactly what they're doing to yeah. everyone else. I would do the exact same thing they're doing, but I just don't know that that's, a, that's not the right path. Right. But it's the, it's, it, it feels like that's the only path. It feels yeah. like there's no way back up that cliff. No, because like we've got a national gaslighting party. Yeah, yeah. Like we're fucking being gaslit every fucking day. That's why I feel crazy all the yeah, time. Yeah, me too. Like I was, like I texted you this to like or this week. I was like, I feel crazy all the time because we're being gaslit constantly yeah. by these people who are telling us that the sky isn't blue and that water isn't wet yep. and that January 6th wasn't an insurrection. Yeah. 
and that they didn't condemn it yeah. themselves on January 7th. And they did. And like, there's tape of them doing it. Really, like, clearly and unequivocally. Yeah. You see this right here? This is a book. And books are for nerds. <laughs> so for this week for Cognis Book Club, we are nearing the end of this book. There's chapter 22, Significance Junkies in Demon Haunted World by Carl Sagan. I want to say there's 25 chapters. Let me look real quick. 26, maybe? There's 25 chapters, so three more after this. Uh, this this starts out uh, very much talking about uh, a dead medium. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yes. it 100% starts talking about the dangers of television and how bad television is and how bad it, it rots your brain and yada, yada, yada. And I'm thinking, oh, you sweet, poor summer child. <laughs> no idea what the internet's going to do to your brain. You have no idea what the internet's going to do to our attention span. You have no idea what the internet's going to do to any of that stuff. So, I mean, it's really just talking about how TV, you know, could be a lot more about learning. There yes, could be a lot right. more learning involved. And he spends a good deal amount of time talking about sports because I think it's an important uh, connection for a lot of people to, you know, media as sports. You know, many people, I know you're not a sports guy, but there's a lot of people well, who really people do sports, enjoy yeah. sports. And I, in particular, very much yeah. like sports. I got a chance to hear him talk about geometry and basketball, which I really thought was cool. Um, and so he's talking about basketball yeah. in this. And I'm a big basketball fan myself. And so I was. it was great to, to hear that sort of thing. And talking about, you know, how people sort of intuitively understand some of these very complex ideas like statistics and, uh, you know, geometry and all right. this so drag. And, how, you know, when you talk about in football, how you have to lead people and how they understand the acceleration and all. There's all these very complicated things that you need to understand in order to do sports well. And then to commentate it, you could also talk about it. But you know, I, I think he also should understand that, you know, most people are there to just watch a big hit or a big play. They're not there to learn something. Right. And he really he really wants to try to turn television into something that's, that, you know, we should learn about. And so he spends a lot of time in this chapter talking about pretty much a dead medium. I mean, but, you know, when was the last time you sat down, you know, to watch TV at a scheduled time? I know that, you know, like it's it's a silly thing to yeah. think, but when he was writing, that's what you the did. Only the only way you could get around that was like programming your VCR to like come on at a certain time and go off at a certain time, and you had to have it perfect and whatever, and you had to like set up the timer and, and you never trusted it. it. You never trusted. You it. always, you always were had to like walk when it back in and be like, "Has it gone? Okay, it's recording." Right. But you know that was the only real way around it. TiVo in the early two thousand showed up, and that sort of changed things with DVRs. But for the most part when something came on on TV, you sat down to watch it. Yep. Tuesday night was Dallas. You watched Dallas on Tuesday nights. I remember The Simpsons was on Sundays at 7 o'clock. Yeah. And I did not have plans Sundays at 7 because that's what time The Simpsons were on. I was a huge Simpsons guy. And like, I would be, I wouldn't work. Like I had, you, I was like, you watch the Simpsons. I watched my thing. shows. That was your thing. That was my thing. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, what happened later was, you know, we allowed our, we gave ourselves those options to get away from that sort of thing. And so now, you know, really television was what you were put in front of it and you saw what was in front of you. Right. And now it's, you choose your programming, but that's essentially the internet too. I mean, the internet means you choose your programming too. You go to these places. I go to YouTube. I search for videos on YouTube about things I'm interested in. Right. I don't just like, I don't, although I know that that function is there where you can just browse and look look for other videos and similar videos and things like that. But, uh, but you know, I go and search for what I want and that's what I do on TV too. I search for what I want and I record it. And so like, again, it's 
but he's very much talking about the debt that this medium yeah. and how it could be better. And I was thinking about, you know, I was thinking about the sports thing because, you know, I, my family, for example, we're exclusively on demand. So we only have streaming services, but so many people have, so many people watch sports. If you, and that is, that's the only way TV remains relevant, right? Sports TV is like sports. That game is on when that game is on. Yeah. You could watch it later, but you don't want spoilers. You don't want someone yeah. to drop the yeah. game. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. like if there was going to be any, and, and this is the part where I'm going to bag on Carl for a minute. If there was going to be any way to interject science and the love of learning into television, it would have to be integrated into live sports programming, right? Otherwise, we're now in an on-demand world. Yeah. And people have to demand it. Yeah. And what I think Carl fundamentally doesn't understand about people, Carl has a tremendous love of learning sure. as its own wonder, desirable yeah. thing. He's got a wonder <clears throat> about things, about everything. I believe from reading this book that he overstates the general populace's love of learning to learn. His mindset in some ways he thinks is ubiquitous. Yes. And I don't think his universalization is accurate. Yeah. I think, I think kids love to learn in general, but I think they love to learn when it feels like play. I think people like to learn um, when it feels easy and comfortable. And then there are some people like Carl and many other people I know personally, but many people I, I know are very much the opposite. That they're not, they're not looking to spend their time being challenged, sure. doing difficult things, sure. seeking out that which 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 is, you know, like, I don't think people are that into it, man. I think we sneak learning into things. Yeah. And that's how a lot of educational shit happens. And I think that's why a lot of messages are really dangerous yeah. because most of us get all of our messaging accidentally. And that's how we get all of our learnings. Yeah. And we learn the wrong things. Yeah, accidental stuff's really bad for yeah. you. Um, he spends a little time talking about uh, some of those mystery shows from back then. And again, oh, yeah, like unsolved and I, mysteries and, I, and stuff. And I, I stop <laughs> myself and think, man, you would be appalled. He would be <laughs> genuinely appalled. Could you imagine him watching Ghost Hunters? Oh, my Could God. Could you imagine him watching the cryptid guy screaming the yodeling at fucking Sasquatch or whatever? Yep. Like, and those, and, and watch any of those shows and listen to the language that they use. There's never a moment of doubt in any of those shows that those things exist and that those things are, are real. Yeah. And in, even in the ghost hunter shows, they've stolen the Mythbusters format where they'll go into a, a quote unquote haunted place and they'll walk in and then they'll, they'll, they'll say, Oh, that door was open and that's what blew that thing. And then they'll, they'll put a busted on the thing so that they're saying in some ways uh, okay. that they are busted. So they're creating some they're, credibility. They're creating credibility, but they're still walking in there 100% credulous, believing in spirits, believing in AVP. They hear an EVP and that's that to them is, you know, if they hear anything on an EVP, a mouse can fart on an EVP. <laughs> and you turn that up and it sounds like fucking <laughs> a demon. <laughs> it sounds like a demon from right. hell. And it's just like, and they will say, Oh, that's perfect. That's ironclad. And your brain does this thing too when you watch those. If you don't hear something and or if you hear something and you don't see the the the, the writing underneath yeah. it, like a subtitle, you, sometimes you can't hear it, understand it at all. But yeah. if the moment the subtitle is in there, it's clear as day. Yeah. And they do that with those EVPs where they'll put like help me or something on there. Yeah. And, but it, that's what it right. sounds like. 
but it doesn't, but instead it's they're saying, help me. And they'll right. be like, but that's not what, it doesn't sound like that at all. It literally sounds nothing like help me. Turn your face away from the screen and try to figure out what it's saying in comparison. Yeah. But it's just static and a, and a smashing sound it doesn't do anything. Um, at the end of this, he talks about what would be fun TV shows. And I think that they would be fun TV shows for Carl. Um, I think so too, I think man. Be fun like- TV shows for Carl. But I thought about these and I was trying to think about these. I was trying to think about these in a YouTube world. And I was like, would any of these be good YouTube channels? Dude, hold on a second. Carl Sagan looking at YouTube would fucking kill himself. He'd, yeah, I probably, I imagine. So uh, here's the here's a, a short <laughs> list. I'm not going to read them all. The wonders and methods. Here's He's got a bulleted list. Possibilities of how we could do science and television. Let's just presume these would be YouTube channels. And then it might be, and someone may surprise me this week and send me a message and be like, this is actually a YouTube channel. And there yeah. is. And it's massively popular. And it, mass, it could be. There's a very good possibility. There's a, I don't possibility. know. I don't know. I have I'm, no idea. I am looking at you skeptically. I know. But I believe. I know. The wonders and methods of science routinely presented on news and talk programs that that's real human drama in the process of discovery. I okay. Um, a series called Solved Mysteries in which <laughs> tremendous <laughs> in which <laughs> sorry, I'm, I know it's yeah. Yeah, it's anyway. So but one of the things he says is solved mysteries, and he says, including puzzling cases in forensic medicine and epidemiology. But I, I want to stop there and be like, yeah, but some some a lot of forensic science is garbage, right? So there's a lot that we've presumed is real. Yeah. And all those forensic files things, we all presume that stuff is real, but once you dig into a lot of that's just shit. Once they got reviewed as an actual, we did a deep dive on yep. this. Once they got reviewed as like an actual science, science. So we're like, shut the fuck up. That's not real. Yep. And so, you know, there's a lot. I mean, yeah, there is some things you can do forensically, but not the things that they show you on these shows. No, no. And these shows, in these shows, it's like, well, I uh, took a, a, a print of the shoe. Yeah. And then I determined that it had to be a Nike shoe uh, manufactured between March 3rd and March 6th. Uh, 1997, yeah. sold at a store in uh, Clinton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, and it uh, could only have been sold to somebody about uh, six foot four. Yeah. With a size 12 and a half shoe, weighing approximately 209 pounds. Sir, are you six foot four, weighing approximately 209 pounds? Also, are you black and did we have you picked out right. before? I'm to sorry. Do this? Yeah. You can't yeah. speak. I did knock out your teeth yeah. before I arrested you. I will you. say this. It, it, go listen to that because there are so many things in that that you and I just didn't know when we were just, we were, yeah. we were doing the research. Blown away. And we just stopped holy shit for real like yeah. the bite mark thing yeah. and then the print thing where they're just like latent prints and they're like you sometimes they don't get any prints they get like a tiniest little thing and then the, Such the people can't even identify bite marks when they send them out there's so much stuff and in that there that's fiber just analysis fiber analysis nonsense it's all nonsense all nonsense the bullet casing thing from oh the, yeah like that's like you might as well get an esp guy <laughs> like there's so much stuff that's just it, bullshit it, go it, find that episode if you didn't listen to it go great. find it because tom yeah. and i jaw on the floor the whole time can't believe that this stuff has been passed yeah. off as real dude it's dowsing for yeah. murderers it's a hundred percent that's what it is that's a that's a youtube show i that, would watch that dowsing for murderers dowsing for dowsing, murderers it, the plot's kind of admittedly the plot is a little it happens a lot <laughs> same time every way but you know all right i'm gonna read two more of these a separate series of on fundamental misunderstandings and mistakes made by famous scientists, national Jesus leaders, Christ. and religious figures. That's cognitive dissonance. Get out. <laughs> and then a state-of-the-art computer graphics facility to prepare in advance scientific visuals for a wide range of news contingencies. 
he he oh, has God. and there's more than that. I mean, there's a whole bunch, but he's, so he so talks a lot. It's very idealistic. This whole chapter super idealistic and very much I felt like I felt like patting him. I, I know. was like I was going to pat him and be like, "Bro, I'm with you, man." And I was with him back then. I will tell you. I will tell you. We read Neil Postman's Amusing Yourself to Death Loved together. It. We read a, a couple of other different books together and you and I well, you know that there was a, a you know advertising anti advertising magazines you and Ad I busters, we, were, yeah. we were involved with a little bit and then we you know there was a lot of things back then that were very countercultural like right. you know like kill your TV was a thing right. like that was a thing that a lot of people talked about and um and so I I think back then and when Carl wrote this and I read this I was I was down yeah and and I'm still down. I just don't think anybody else is. The, 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 the thing is that none of that was wrong, right? Neil Postman is right. Carl Sagan is right. We were right to be worried about the sure. stultifying effect of television on the American public. We just didn't take it far enough. Yeah. The thing is that we were, we were only wrong because we grossly underestimated how bad things were going to get as media evolved well beyond the television. Yeah. So we would like to thank our patrons. Of course, we'd like to thank all our patrons, but we'd like to thank our newest patrons. Oh, really? Radio, Jai, Natalie, Tantalon, Cordy, and people who up their pledges, patron saint of the no wipe ball. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, good Lord. Those are awesome. I just want to say patron saint of the no wipe ball movement. We should have a patron mixer one time so you could meet bowl of piss water. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much though. Genuinely, yeah, really thank you. And um, and we wanted to let people know that this last couple weeks ago on stream, we did an Ian commercial review. So if you like Ian's commercials, uh, we did a review of Ian's, like half of Ian's commercials that were in a bracket and we had the audience pick which ones won. And the, we basically did a whole bracket of his, uh, a whole half bracket of his commercials. And we're going to be doing it again upcoming on the 27th. We'll let you know uh, as time goes on. Also on the 20th upcoming on our live stream, we're going to be doing Ian's review. His performance his review. performance review on live on the air that you guys can interact with. We're going to put things to chat. I'm going to have a bunch of straw polls that people can vote on. It'll be a lot of fun. So come join us on the 20th for that. The 27th, we're going to be doing the second half of Ian's commercials. So if you like Ian's commercials, show up, hang out with us. The, the, the streams are a lot of fun. We're having a blast. A lot, of people are, a lot of people are really enjoying them. We're having a good time. Uh, so come check them out. Uh, they are every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Central time. That is on Twitch, on YouTube, and on Facebook. And if you miss them live, you can watch them on YouTube after the fact. Yeah, and on Twitch too for like yeah. a week. So you can watch them there. And on Facebook, I think they live mm -hmm. on. So, you know, give them a watch and you guys can still comment. We'll still read your comments. So on this week's episode, on this week's episode notes. So if you go to dissonancepod.com and you click on this week's show, this is 610. Uh, you will see uh, in the notes, there's a survey. Tom and I are wondering broadly from the audience, a couple of questions about whether or not you guys are enjoying Cogdis Book Club. There's going to be a couple questions on there. I haven't actually made the survey yet, <laughs> but I, my suspicion is the questions will be like, do you like it? There'll probably be a sliding type scale of how much you like the segment that we're doing on Demon Haunted World. 
and what book, uh, what books, uh, you know, whether or not you like this particular version of it, or if you like David Icke better, and then probably we'll ask you like ways to improve it, like some open-ended questions. Please take a minute and just go to, you know, fill the survey out. Uh, this is, this is part of the show that's just been added. Most of the show is, isn't up for debate. Most right. of the show. We've is, been doing it 600 times. It, we're going to yeah, keep doing it. Exactly. We're right. doing, we do what we do, but this is a newer portion of the show and we're looking for feedback from people whether or not this is something we keep in the show or we keep doing it, we're probably going to be asking, uh, uh, we'll probably have a patron poll soon to figure out what books we're going to do. And we're actually going to talk about some books tonight um, in the email section. But I just want to let you know, take a look at this last week's episode notes so you can take a look at this survey and then you can figure out whether or not you want to, uh, you know, just just participate in it with us and just, just let us know whether or not you like this segment. Got a, a couple of suggestions for books. Uh, this one is from Doug, and Doug says, "Well, you guys should maybe read Manufacturing Consent' by Noam Chomsky." Uh, I think I read this, although I don't know that I remember. I read a couple Chomsky books, but I don't know if this is one of them. It's funny that you say that because I think I saw a documentary. There's a Manufacturing Consent documentary. Okay, and I know that I've seen that, and I know that I saw Chomsky speak regarding manufacturing consent at Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois. Did, were you there with me? Did we go together? Did we shook his hand, didn't we? Were you? The, did we go together? We shook his hand, right? Yeah. We shook his hand and didn't... There was yeah. a guy that we were with did something really weird. Yeah, he was real... He was real cringy. I actually... We all stood in line. And we, I remember We this. just walked by and shook his hand like right. really quickly. Yeah. It was a very quick like... Yeah. I didn't, I just, but I, but somebody I, we were with, yeah. I remember the He's, comment he made. It was an extraordinarily cringy he spoke comment. spoke so slow. Yeah. What I remember about Chomsky is how slow he talked. <laughs> like, I remember sitting there just being like, he could finish this sentence eventually. <laughs> it was very slow. I remember he was old back then. Yeah. Is he still alive? He's still alive, dude. Wow. Yeah. I, I remember meeting him though. And I remember him standing there awkwardly against the wall and he was just leaning back against the wall. And there's so many people coming up like, Genuinely, I think there's a lot of people who probably really liked him really and liked, him, like yeah. really admire him and they, they said yeah. some stuff. But it's just like, I didn't know him and I only knew him because the other guys knew him. So I was just like, cool speech, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like, I also hate, like, especially with intellectuals, like I don't want to meet them. I dislike meeting people like that. I don't want to do it. I don't want to shake their hands. I don't like that part. Like for me, I uh, divorce the ideas from the person. Like the ideas are what's important to me. The person, like, I don't want to, like, we're, one, we're not getting to know each other. Yeah. Two, like, this is not the important part of your ideas. Your ideas are important. Regard. So I have always disliked that meet and greet stuff. Like yeah. I hate it yeah. so much, actually. So I remember standing in that line being like, God, I don't want to be here so much. Oh, what I remember too is you and I went to go see on the opening night downtown, we saw Howard Zinn's yes. Can't Stand Still on a Moving Train or something yeah. like that. I don't remember what it's called. It's a really bad movie. But it was a it was a movie that we thought because we had read Zinn's People's, his, History. People's History. And we were both like, wow, there's a lot of stuff in here that you know is out of the history books. Yeah. And it's, it just felt like a such a groundbreaking work for both of us. We went to go see it and it's all this cult of personality. I yeah. remember you asked the question and they're just like, yeah, we like him. Yeah, I remember, I remember the directors were there and I'm like, how do you make a movie like this and avoid this sort of fawning cult of personality problem? And they're just like, 
We like Howard Zinn. Yeah. He's just like, I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. I know. Same thing. We both walked out and we were like, this sucked. This was the worst thing I've ever seen. It was terrible. It was I've never bad. watched it again. Yeah. We saw that. We saw it at the Siskel. We saw it at the Siskel. We did. We yeah, saw it at yeah. the Siskel. We saw the Derrida movie there Derrida, too. Derrida. I hated Derrida. <laughs> Why do we watch intellectual movies? It's the worst. <laughs> we stopped. Yeah, it's the worst. Okay, so uh, another person said, uh, this one is from uh, re-examining my ethics after playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I like that name. That, wow. that patron name wow. is great. Uh, book suggestion, The Founding Myth, Why Christian Nationalism is Un-American by Andrew Sedell, the fr- Freedom from Religion Foundation attorney. So, uh, that's a possible, that's a, interesting, you know, like, like that's an interesting book. I, you know, I wonder too, though, like, like some of these like really close, like very easily secular books. I don't know that I'm going to get a ton out of that. Maybe I will. Maybe there's history in there that I didn't know. I'm not sure. I'm not going to throw away your idea, but I, I, yeah, I think about it and I think like, I want to, I want to, I really kind of want to read something that excites me. You know what I mean? That like, yeah, I don't want to read something that rhymes with everything I already know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it feels, it feels, it feels like something I, yeah, like something I know already. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tim says, book suggestion, speak of the devil, how the satanic temple is changing the way we talk about religion. Now that might be interesting because that would really explore a lot of that. Cause I don't know a lot about them. So it right. might be interesting too. Uh, Tango O says Radley Belko's rise of the warrior cop guys. I would love to get Radley Belko on this, on the show just to talk to him. It was such a good book. I think Tom would really enjoy this book. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that might be an interesting book to put on there because that one is really eye opening. talks about the history of the police working this way up until like all the drug war stuff and how they got all their money and just like how it corrupted everything. It's a really good book. I should read it no matter what. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got some good, uh, we got some good suggestions. We'll, we'll definitely look into it. So, uh, catch us on stream. Uh, like we said, the 20th and the 27th, the 20th is Ian's review. The 27th <laughs> is we're going to go over some commercials that Ian put did. So, uh, check it out. Uh, come hang out with us on stream. Uh, it'll be a good time. Uh, but we are gonna wrap it up and just like we do every time we're going to leave you with the skeptics creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. 
cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.